Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the D Will Show. I am your host, D Will, and this is episode 133. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram. Go follow me on Instagram at D Willow at D W I L L O O O. Go follow me. I have a bunch of upcoming episodes for you guys. Uh, so make sure you go follow me to stay up to date with what episodes I have coming up. Um, also subscribe to the D Will Show on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, share with your family, comment, like, all those good things. And to also like and follow us wherever you get your podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, the D Will Show is over there. Make sure to five star for me, share with your friends and loved ones. Um, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors for this episode, 27 Horizon. Uh, connect your business to New Horizons. Contact 27 Horizon today for all of your creative design needs and book them today to make your event one to remember with any DJ and photo services. DM 27 Horizon for more info. Now the good part, I got a good one for y'all tonight. My cuz hooked me up with bro, so we had to get him on the show. He's been in almost everybody's top five from the city. I got a West Aurora legend, a former St. Ambrose University star, an Iowa Wesleyan star, and many say he's a top five from the city, Mr. Reggie Ship. Reggie, I appreciate you tapping in with me, Brody. Hey, man, I want to thank you for having me. It's an honor. Uh, I've been watching a couple of the shows and got some big time guests on here. So, uh, man, it's a privilege to be here, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, to jump right into it, man, um, just kind of take us through the, your upbringing, you know, for the people that's really not too familiar with your story or just familiar with you. If you could just take us through your upbringing, man, and we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I am a, a born born in Aurora, Illinois. So okay. uh, I grew up uh, kind of like on both sides, so east side and west side. Okay. Uh, um, uh, all my all my schooling, I went to on on the west side. There, uh, it was kind of funny. K through third, I went to Smith School. So right there, uh, you know, we used to call it Hunos back in the day, the Huntington. Right over there, uh, yeah, okay. kind of that area right over by Post Road. So I went there from K through third. Uh, my parents split up. So then actually I moved to Mississippi my fourth and fifth grade year, uh, went down there. And then my sixth grade year, I came back to live with my pops and my stepmom. Uh, and then I went to Jewel my sixth and seventh grade year. Eighth grade year, moved again. I went to Geneva for one year. So I know okay. a lot of there at Geneva, uh, we were some killers back in the day on the court. And then uh, after uh, Geneva, uh, I went to West all four years. So okay, Coach Kirkman, Coach Shaw, Thompson, Coach Battle, and uh, went there. Graduated from West in 07. So yeah, uh, that's kind of like a little bit of the like the basketball journey. It's kind of funny. My my dad actually. Uh, coached at East. He was a girls coach over at East. Uh, my aunt is Rashima Wood. She's in the Hall of Fame over there. You okay. know, my dad's there. So it's funny, my, all my dad's side went to the East side, and then uh, all my mom's side went on the West side. But uh, I was always on the East side. I was right over there on Anderson Street. Um, my uncle is my dad's youngest brother, but my uncle is Tyrone Evans. I mean, okay. he graduated. And, uh, I hear a lot fun. about him on this show, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was, you know, it's kind of crazy because nowadays it's probably like regular. But, I mean, he was playing varsity. I mean, he was playing in high school when he was in eighth grade. So, actually, his senior year got cut short. A lot of yeah. people kind of forget about that. But he was kind of one of the first ones. But 
you know, I was always with him all, all the time. So, like, I knew everybody on the east side, you know, especially Hoopers. I was in all the gyms and then, you know, on the west side. But I, I moved quite a bit, man. I think uh, me and my brothers, I did we counted one time. It, you know, it was definitely over 10, 10 or 11, yeah. 12 times, you know, year to year going to another place. So, but, okay. yeah, that's a little, it's kind of a little bit about a little bit of that uh, for the basketball sake-wise. Uh, you know, for the most part, uh, had a pretty decent life. My, it was a mine's a little bit different just because uh, I left my my home like a kind of an early age, and so high school was like my sanctuary a little bit. So when we talk about high school basketball, uh, that was kind of my savior there. Um, Coach Kirkman got to put me on his wing, but then I also had like the dudes before me that you know, at West, man, there was like certain things you could do and can't do. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay. What led to the move? I know you said you were, you know, born in the road and then you kind of moved to Geneva. What kind of led to that choice of moving over there? Yeah. You know, uh, so like I said, when I moved from, uh, Aurora to Mississippi at that time, that was, um, my parents just got divorced, you know, that, that happens. Okay. But my mom, we have a lot of family down in Mississippi. So shout out to all my Mississippi family down in Bahia, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, and so we moved down there, um, my mom and my brothers. And then after my fourth grade year, my brothers actually moved up back here with back to Aurora uh, with my dad. And then I stayed down there with my mom. And so in fifth grade year, you know, I was playing out there at Galena Elementary. That was pretty cool. Um, but then like, it just had like a whole bunch of stuff happen. Like I got a third degree burn on my back from like this hot boiling stove. Uh, Cause I was trying to cook like ramen noodles and then it flipped <laughs> over and it got on my back, you know, in fifth grade. Uh, and then I also got attacked by a Rottweiler when I was out there and it broke oh, both man. my arms. I always kind of joke or laugh about it now. Cause that's probably how I got to develop my left hand. So yeah, yeah. I had two cats at the same time. And then the right one came off. Uh, no, excuse me, the left one came off first, and so I was able to dribble there. So kind of after all that happened, boom, I moved back up here with my dad, um, back to Aurora, up to where my dad. Went to Jewel those first two years. It was great, uh, but my dad got a job, uh, I think, like in the Geneva area. So we moved out there for a year, and it was pretty cool. You know what I mean? It was different. I think me and my family were maybe like one of the, like, three black families that go to that school uh probably different now in 2024 but definitely wasn't when i was in eighth grade yeah and so yeah. that definitely was a different environment because i was you know used to a whole bunch of you know diversity or being around black people just in general so walking in geneva was a was a was a shell shock there but we was hooping man i mean we had uh you know west side warriors i remember coach thompson had this like travel team um, that was like the Royal Lakers and stuff like that. But Geneva, we had our own travel team, the Geneva Vikings. And, you know, we had we had some killers. We had Sean, Big Sean Rattay was up there. He was, that was the first time I saw like an eighth grader was dunking and stuff like that, like sleep hot. And uh, we won some games. But um, after my eighth grade year, uh, kind of like towards like the end of the high school season, me and my dad went to go watch West. I mean, excuse me, we went to go watch Geneva play. And that's when we were trying to kind of like pick pick high schools where we're kind of going to go, if we're going to move back to Aurora. And uh, my dad said, there's no way. And I was play at Geneva. So I uh, didn't end up in Geneva. Um, I had St. Joe's. Like I remember I was talking to Coach Pingator. You know, God rest his soul. Yeah, God rest 
just so you know thought about thought that was going to be an option there and it was but i would have had to take the train every day you know and that was that right i mean now 2024 probably possible people got phones you know you can you know uber all all that you know back then like that was just kind of unfeasible. So we, you know, we went to West. So. Yeah. Did it ever become tough for you? You know, I kind of went through a similar situation when my parents split and I kind of had to go back and forth between Oak Park to Aurora. Did that ever become um, like too difficult for you? You know, did it ever waver, you know, the way you felt about the situation? Was it tough? Yeah, I think uh, just kind of any split family homes is tough. Uh, kind of going back and forth. I mean, our dynamic was different because, you know, they weren't like getting along, you know what I yeah. mean? So that definitely makes it kind of worse there. Uh, I had lived with my mom for two years, like, you know, well, my brothers were there with us in fourth grade, but in fifth grade, it was just like me and her. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't like I had like the, like a horrible experience with her, but I just had yeah. a horrible experience down there, period. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. kind of definitely tainted the view. Then I moved back here and, and uh, I had already knew my stepmom, but you know, that's a different dynamic too, you know, kind of yeah. blended family. Um, yeah. So yeah, like uh, I, I'd say it played a part for sure. Um, you know, just coming from a split family, but it's almost like you don't think about it until you get older, you know, like when you're going through it, you know, you're like, all right, it is what it is. But like, when you yeah. kind of look back on it, you like, you know, damn, that was make it difficult or, you know, made a, a probably a barrier that if they weren't divorced or anything probably wouldn't be there so i think every every divorced kid or adult can probably say that um but yeah it it was it was a uh a challenge i think in high school became even kind of a more of a challenge uh because after my freshman year kind of like in the middle of my freshman year i was just kind of having like some family difficulties um and then I, i left you know and so um that was kind of different too. That's one of the, you know, you talk about uh, your brother here, Skip, you know, that's my brother too, Mike. And uh, that's kind of how we got really acquainted, you know, uh, cause he lived a couple blocks over. I was doing a lot of couch surfing during my high school years, you know, couch to couch, living with cousins or family or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, and it, it, it is what it is, but you know, it, it definitely honed me in to concentrate and focus on basketball. And so, you know that's one of the best reasons why I'm glad I went to West, just because the the kind of the discipline Coach Kirkman still, and yeah. some of the stuff I use today. And, and like I said before, like that was my I think we talked offline, but that was my sanctuary, man. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you could be in the gym. Coach Kirkman had that gym open all day, and them practices was like three hours after <laughs> school. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, by that time, man, you like almost too tired to do anything. And, yeah. Like, I do is worry about going where you're going to eat and then find somewhere to sleep and he used to yeah. open the gym for me in the morning so because he kind of knew he kind of knew what it was already and then yeah it got better as i got older i got to connect with um some school people um I, they helped me get emancipated when i was like 16 so i can do a lot more things i was a legal adult at 16 and then um yeah you know so that that was kind of some barriers that that were kind of some roadblocks there that was put in my life while I was in high school. But okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When did the ball come in the picture for you, bro? Like, was it, uh, were you always a basketball player? Was it somebody that kind of put the rock in your hand or was it something that you just picked up on your own? 
For sure. No, nah, it was definitely nothing I picked up on my own. Like I said, my dad was a coach. He coached at the East. My aunt's okay. a legend. My uncle Tyrone. Um, and so my dad was the one who put the ball in my hand. Like I grew up with a ball, shot a ball. I remember yeah. he bought me my my first pair of Jordans. You know, I, I got me the He Got Games. So, you know, I thought yeah, I was yeah. my, uh, my YMCA days. But, yeah, I always had basketball. It was something I wanted to do. It was, uh, you know, I was good at it. But, yeah, and he he's the one who put it in my hand. But I have, like, the role models, like, like I said, my aunt, my yeah. uncle. My Tyrone is, you know, one of the reasons why I got to meet a lot of the dudes from the east side. You yeah. know, kick the young, you know, I always kicked it with older dudes. So like Yami, yeah. Terry, you know, Brian Austin, like all these dudes that he played for the Roar Sharpshooter. So, you know, when I when he went to the gym, I was in the gym. And yeah. you know, that was at a time where not everybody got to play. So yeah. Yeah. Was, you gotta you gotta earn your stripes out there. And nice. Uh, nice. you know, he wouldn't pick me. So you know, he's like, Hey, if you can hoop, you can hoop and then you know, after a while, it just became like, nah, that you don't leave him open. He's not this little kid, like he can hold his own. Yeah. Did it ever come to a time where you felt like those were tough shoes to feel coming behind a basketball family? Uh, no, not really. Um, okay. Because honestly, it was just like me and like, I think like my uncle, like uh, my uncle Tyrone, like it was a good example I could watch. Like he was a monster over at East, you know, kind of curve out his lane. And, you know, he definitely, uh, like, helped me along. Like, he was more so a, a lead by action, you know, rather than words. He, you know, he's he's not, like, a huge talker. We're not, like, doing no deep talks like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? And every now and then, like, he'll break it down. But, you know, he was a, you know, I saw how respected he was, like, walking the gym. They know, like, don't leave him open. He'll dunk on you, like, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted that, you know, I wanted to be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hooper. So uh, I got to be able to kind of carve my own path. It was cool. Like we actually got to play against each other in the East West game when I was a sophomore. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely like no pressure really. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause those are the only two, I think in my family that went to college for basketball, my uncle okay. and, and uh, but yeah, for sure. I put the pressure on myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, for you, is there a particular moment where you realize, like, okay, this is what I really want to do? Was it a particular game, a moment that kind of like clicked for you when he was like, all right, like I'm really gonna lock in with hooping? Yeah, I think uh, like I had always, I'm like, I'm like one of those people like you tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove it to you, you know that yeah. type of thing. And uh, I was always like a hooper, and I thought I was pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like daddy ball or nothing like that, but uh, it was one time like the West Side Warriors, I think it was in sixth grade or seventh grade, uh, sixth grade or something. They told me that they wouldn't take me because I didn't feel like I had a left hand. And so, like, I was like, all right, cool. And then I think that's when I went to go play for Geneva. So that was in actually in eighth grade, um, you know, and I'm glad that like in eighth grade that we, I mean, we killed them, you know what I mean, with my, my new team. And so I think that kind of clicked with me. That was like the first time where somebody was like, ah, I think I got somebody on my team that's better than you. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't true at all. But it was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm going to show you. And then it was just like, I'm going to make sure ain't nobody going. Ain't nobody going to mess with me. So <laughs> yeah. what did that what did that come from? Was that just something that you've always had? Like a where you are like an underdog your whole life? Like, what did that come from when you was like, all right, man, because some people 
have that that moment of oh man okay well i quit i give up like where does your drive come from uh i mean it's uh, discipline has been instilled from me you know like you said even though like i left at a, a young age or whatever you know up until that point i was raised in a disciplined household um you know i got three younger brothers and i'm the oldest and so okay. you know leading by example that way like there is no quit you know there is no not you know we don't quit nothing you start something you finish it and it's more of like the environment we grow up in you know yeah. if you back down or you cower or anything like that like you know you're seen as weak and then you can't play at west like that you know it, there was yeah. just no, you know there was just there was no way it was too many good people i mean i came in when it was like oh three so it was like sean peru was still there and you know some of those guys were back and then, like, you know, I played with, like, TJ Marion and all these guys, and we went downstate, which was great. But, like, if you didn't have that mentality, like, you weren't going to play. And so probably that quit, can't quit mentality kind of came up how I raised, you know, kind of go back to answer your question. I don't know I'm on a tangent here, but. No, you uh, could. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that most likely that's how I raised. And then, like I said, I had some great people. You know, I talk about my Aunt Rashima a lot, but, like, I mean, she she's probably one of the most selfless people I've ever, you know, who I look up to quite a bit. Um, and, and and my uncle Tyrone, like he went through the, the hell his senior year, um, to play and uh, just kind of kind of seeing them go through that, like there was no quit in me. And plus, yeah. I want to play, you know. So. Yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming up, you know, I know you talk about your aunt, and your uncle a lot. Um, but who was that one? Who was that player or players for you that you kind of was locked in on, kind of patting your game after? Um, and like, what did you try to take from each player? Um, so I said, growing up, like NBA. So like my uh, growing up, like I wasn't allowed to watch M one. So you know, when M one like hot sauce professor, yeah. like, all that. Like I wasn't allowed to, and that really got big. But you know, <laughs> it wasn't real basketball. You know, so I wasn't allowed to watch that. So one of the big thing, like Michael Jordan, watched all the Jordan tapes, you know. Um, but probably like who I try to pat my game after. I was a big Reggie Miller fan because his name is Reggie. That was a point when I was little, <laughs> but I actually did like him. Okay, I was a Pacers fan over the Bulls. Still a Pacers fan. Uh, but I also Steve Nash was a big one too because um, I just like his passing ability and. I mean, he shot. I mean, he was a, a 50, 40, 90 guy. Yeah, you know, a lot of people forget about that. But he just made everyone around him better. And it's like, you know, he can give you 35, but he'd rather give you 10. You know, I mean, he'd rather give you 20, 10, 15 assists and Facts. get a win rather than go out there and score 35. So I kind of try to pat my game after that. Um, okay. Those kind of two players. So, Okay. Uh, Rez, take us through your AAU career. You know, what were some of the higher high and low moments that you had, you know, playing AAU ball? Yeah, my AAU career is different. It was definitely not as, like, you know, structured as it is. Like, I'm an AAU coach. I'm part of the AAU program. We can talk about that later. But um, it definitely wasn't kind of like how it is now. Uh, with my AAU, it was kind of jumping around from team to team, you know, um, picking up here this summer, picking up here this summer. Uh, probably my one of my biggest moments. Uh, we used to have a team called uh, the Illinois Bearcats, uh, kind of a, a local team we started. It was like kids from West, kids from East. I think we had a, a, a homeboy from um, what is that school? I think it was like Holy Angels um, that was back there. So this was like a middle school, 
and we put a team together. We went up there to like the Windy City Classic, I believe, and we beat Team Ferrari, and that was Derrick Rose team. You know, yeah. so that was Heroes. That was you know Big Tim. I think wrong uh, with that team too. Huh? Yeah, I think yeah, but I, and I think um, like Brian Hall. Uh, Brian Orange was on there. So Brendan Hall, I think his name is. But, like, yeah, they had a whip, and, and we beat them. You know what I mean? So that was, like, probably, a, like, a big moment in there. I got to play, um, you know, some pretty big high tournaments. I, I played for like, a team called Chi-Town Mixers. I played for, like, Mean Streets for a little bit. Um, yeah. Chi-Town Mixers, we went to Vegas. That's when uh, we did pretty good. And that was, like, me, Yami, Tyrone. We had, like, Kiera Miller on that team. Marshall Slaughter was there. Um, so that was a pretty cool thing. We went out there, beat like some big teams, but that was like the first time I got to saw like Kevin Love out there and I saw like OJ Mayo out there. And uh, I think that was other than seeing it already in, in Illinois, you know, because Illinois hub for, for high school basketball That's going right. out there was like, was like, all right, I see like the <laughs> national ranked players and this, that, and the other. And I think that's when it really just started getting big about rankings and oh, this is this dude, this is that dude, and, you know, and so, yeah, so, like, my AAU experience was was good. Not Now what I know now, you know, it, it, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, like, I'd, yeah. I'd rather have been on, like, a, a structured team, like, for long rather than kind of maybe hopping around from team to team, um, try to get on, like, a, a, a national program, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, so after AAU career, you know, you, I know you spoke about it a little bit. Now you got to pick what high school you want to go to. You know, how did that whole decision wavering kind of lead to, you know, fi you finally choosing West and going to play for legendary? Yeah. Career? Well, I was always a Blackhawk. Like I said, I, I, I grew up a Blackhawk. Like, you know, that was like I always wanted to go back. So it was pretty much like, all right, while we're here, like, let's go check. You know what I mean? So it, it was almost like I could have been felt like and me and my like dad I talked about it at that time I felt like it could have been maybe a, you know a big fish in a small pond um that type of thing but it was also like you're not gonna learn the game that well you know yeah. what I mean so uh Geneva was an option we went to that we went to one high school game and they were running like a weave up top for like 40 <laughs> seconds straight it was like yeah and they played no D like no nah, we're not doing that and then St. Yeah. Joe's game like I played in a um uh, a tournament and that was like with against Dimitri McCammy. Um, you know, we went to Illinois. We had played in a tournament. I think he was with like the Memorial Park Wildcats. And I went up there yeah. for like a tryout and things that that over I think it was at Proviso West, I believe. And um, um yeah, and so then after my freshman year I played fresh my actually my freshman year I played sophomore. So then okay. after that, that was when I was gonna go to St. Joe's. Um, but there was no like getting on the train or nothing that way. So it just yeah. stayed at West. I think I think it was a, uh, it was it was best, man. It was best. I always wanted to be a Blackhawk and graduate there. So yeah, I thought I was going to be in Aurora forever. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to? Did you have to make an adjustment? You know, playing. You know, I know AAU ball is totally different from playing high school ball. But did you ever have to adjust to the different style of play, knowing you're going to a more structured type of play instead of AAU where, you know, it's mostly, you know, everybody just go out there and play. But, you know, high school, you have plays, you have practices, you know, you have school, you have to, you know, put all that together. Did you ever have to adapt, uh, you know, between the two? Uh, yay and nay. So, like, okay. kind of, I, I would say for the high school part. So, like, 
my me playing out on this on the gym and AAU is totally different. Like I'm gonna give yeah. you buckets. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Thanks. I'm totally. out here trying to give you buckets. Uh, you know, do it efficiently. You know, that's where the behind the back pass to come. You know, that's where you throw the one handed bounce pass, full court. You know, kind of doing some of those things. And the high school game is different. I think what helped me out uh, while that while that maybe that change wasn't so much is because when I went to Jewel and I got to play for Coach Thompson, you know, legendary Rick Thompson, um, got to play for him. Um, he, you know, was on the West staff. So, like, he knew, he taught everything how we were going to learn at West. So all the defenses we learned, I think we learned Maverick, which we ran in high school, um, our motion offense we learned there. And so I had a really a leg up, you know, being at Jewel. Because then when I went to West, Coach Thompson actually joined the, the, the coaching staff as an assistant coach at West. So the transition was easy. Like, I knew what to expect. I knew to get yelled at. Um, the game speed was a little different just because everyone's a lot stronger, more physical than you. You know, hitting the weight room and stuff like that. I mean, I think I was like a buck sixty, buck seventy coming in. So um, that was kind of the adjustment. But, like, the schemes and things of that nature – um the importance on defense you know that 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 wasn't a big jump as i as i saw from some other people that came from some different some different schools like jefferson and washington where that transition was a little bit different okay uh take us through that you know the the west of rural days you know the east west games playing for coach um, kirkman uh just take us through you know some of your favorite high and low moments of your whole high school career let's tap in with that yeah for sure so uh my freshman year i got the pleasure and the opportunity to play sophomore which was a really big deal at west so nowadays i mean the freshman kids are expecting i mean they're coming in expecting to play varsity and if they don't they transfer well at west that, that wasn't happening you know what yeah. I mean? so even some of the best i think i want to say like the last freshman i knew before you know myself that came in was jay thomas that got to play varsity as a freshman and then i couldn't tell you who it was before that you know coach kirkman that wasn't going with him you know so i got to play as a freshman i got to play uh sophomore um uh, i got started all 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 the games it was great um you know that was my big test like i used to love it because you know about halftime you know the game it started getting packed you know i mean so you coming out crowd. Mid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mid third quarter you know what i'm saying the band finally setting up i mean yeah. Wes always had a, a packed gym so that was like some of my experience but my uh my freshman season got caught caught cut short i think like i missed like the last like four some games i just had like some family issues and you know that's okay. part of what you know one of the reasons why i left and so uh that my season just got cut short. It was like, yeah. hey, can't do basketball anymore. Kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, played summer league that year. Um, and that was different. You know, that was my first time. I got a little bit of experience my freshman year. I got to join in like at the end of the season. Um, but then my sophomore year, uh, I mean, my, excuse me, my freshman going to my sophomore year, I got to play summer league. And so in our summer league, Coach, Coach Kirkman was the truth, man. He would take us everywhere. You know, he was taking us to – we went to Proviso East. I think it was twice a week to play in the league out there. We went to the Peoria Witchwood shootout, Peoria Central shootout, went to Northwestern to play. 
So mm-hmm. like that was a big, big thing uh, for me um, coming in. That was like my, my, my first taste like varsity basketball. And so that was pretty cool, uh, you know, coming in and kind of seeing that. And then my sophomore year, I was, I was able to play varsity. Um, and that was, that was kind of opening because a little bit, uh, one of the things I remember about my sophomore year, so we had like a crazy conference winning streak, crazy home winning streak. I think uh, in the DVC, we won like some like 60, 70 game. Like it was, it was, it was crazy um, in a row. And then our home game winning streak was crazy. And uh, we ended up losing the Wheaton World go South, like on a tip in, or I think it was like West Chicago my sophomore year. So our DVC conference streak broke that year. Um, and then uh, our home winning streak, I can't remember who we lost to, but it broke that year. And so that was probably like the biggest thing I remember out of my sophomore year. I think I wanted to play like a sixth, seventh man. I think I was like six, seventh man role. Okay. Um, played a lot of minutes though. Um, you know, and you know, out there for my shooting can play D. You know, that was Coach Kirkman. We played full court D, playing our one, two, two trap was like our freaky defense where there were no calls. It was it's a read and react defense. And so that was kind of a a, a kind of a challenging thing here too. Um and so I did that. My sophomore year was great. My junior, so going into my sophomore year, not going to my junior year during the summer, I mean, you could tell like our team was going to be good. Like we were led by TJ Marion. Um, he was, I mean, he's just an epitome of what you want, like for like teammate wise, where, I mean, he he's one of those guys that can give you 20, but he just does everything. Every He rebounds, assists, points all of that and so like he was really our leader that year in the summer league it showed so coach kirkman he didn't coach us in the summer he sat on the sidelines and then um the captains would coach and so they did the subs they did everything and that was probably like one of the first times i heard like man sit your ass down (laughs) hey you know like hey you wanna play some know, things like that where it was like hey man we're just holding you accountable like it ain't nothing personal like we just want to win. We just holding you accountable, um, and then and that stuff. And so, you know, going in and then going in that rolled over into like our fall season. You know, anybody know Coach Kirkman workouts, man? It is crazy. The track is crazy. The stairs is crazy. The uh, we had ladders, so we had to do you had to do all that before you hoop. You know, I felt like he did a lot of that just to see like who wants to play basketball. See who's gonna quit or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, you know, through those times, that's when your team kind of gets closer and stuff like that. And so, uh, rolling into our uh, junior year, uh, we had a really, really, really good team. And uh, you know, that's that was where kind of we put our name on the mark on our map right there. Our first loss didn't come to the Pontiac tournament. I think we ended up losing to uh, Warren. I think we lost to Warren by like two. And then our second loss, we went 29 and two that year. I mean, our, our only loss after that was uh, Pure, which was we lost in the first first round of the tournament. I remember that to this day. Um, we were so worried about like Bill Cole, who went to Illinois. He was, he was, he was good. Um, we let this kid, I think his name is Justin Dame or something, Dame. He went to Furman University and he just torched us. Uh, that game and we we were picked to win like I want to say we were picked to go all the way to the championship to maybe meet Simeon in the championship but we just never got that opportunity so I look back on that and that sucked but uh then my senior year was kind of like 
time to lead type of thing. Um, it was me and uh, Donardo, Donardo Island. Uh, he was big. I think Marquis Stewart was my point guard. Um, and so, uh, honestly, just like looking back, like we underachieved. I mean, we definitely underachieved as a, as a season when uh, a lot of people's focus wasn't basketball. And so yeah. that definitely showed out there on the court. Like we definitely had the talent for it, but yeah. um, we didn't really gel as much as the last team. And so um, we ran into some roadblocks. I think we were like, I can't remember what we were. I think we maybe lost seven or eight or maybe nine games, but definitely not what, you know, the West Aurora used to. We were coming off the Sarasoli, the Damian Mason, Michael Benz, Pruitt days. Yeah. We had us who just went downstate, you know, yeah. so then we get to my senior year and it was a little bit of a, a letdown. I think we lost in the regional final, so. Yeah. Talk about that state team, man. I know you, Wes, had a bunch of talent come through there, man. Just take us through that whole experience, you know, getting downstate. Yeah. So, man, going downstate, uh, honestly, like playing my four years at West, and that was one of the reasons I went to West. Like, it was an expectation. Like, you're in your four years, you're at least going to make it down there once. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that experience was good. You know, like I started most of the season, probably like halfway through. Um, uh, Aaron Snyder ended up starting for me. He had a torch. And, uh, I mean, he played with Johnny, TJ, um, you know, through AAU. They had a great chemistry and connection. They were our seniors. Um, and then right away, two minutes in, I'd come in right away and pretty much play the whole game. And so um, <clears throat> that team right there, like, we were pretty tight, like, you know, doing dumb stuff in the locker room. We all kicked it with each other, hung out with each other afterwards. Um, you know, every team has like his little pods or his group, and we still have that too. I mean, for the most part, though, we all kind of got along. But I think like the the, the thing that uh, probably resonates with me more with that team is uh, just like when we were in practice, like it was like no BSing. You know what I mean? Like it was no like like hey man, we're here. Y'all know Coach gonna have us in here for three hours. Let's not make it three and a half four. You know, yeah. and, and and that it was kind of set the tone that type of way where you come in, we get our stuff done. We're going to mess around, play around. We're going to have fun, but we're going to win. And that was probably one of one of the first times that probably in my career that that whole season, every time we stepped on the floor, we knew we were going to win. Like we were holding team. Our goal was to no team get double digits in a quarter. And so. Uh, we couldn't, we weren't allowed to get like let teams get 40, which was yeah. it's crazy now to hear, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Going 40 and a 40 out, you know, now, but uh, we weren't allowed to get teams in, you know, over 40. And so that it, it was a good experience, you know, we got to go down state, that was cool. We had like a police escort, um, yeah. they put us in a hotel, yeah. uh, we got to see like. Dunk, that was a dunk contest, three-point shootout. Uh, I think that was when uh, Sean Collins was down there for the three-point shootout, you know, from East. He's one of my boys. Also, shout out to him. Um, he was down there. Um, but it was it's just a great experience. Like, it was – you felt like a rock star a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get a little bit at, at the Pontiac tournament because the Pontiac tournament, holiday tournament is pretty big where little kids come up to you, like, ask for autographs yeah. and stuff like that. You're like, all right, cool, you know. But then when you go to Peoria, like how it was back in the day, like, we only had two classes. So it was single A and double A. Yeah. And so man, it, it was the truth. You know, we had all eight teams down there, and it was a packed house, you know. And so – that was a good experience. Um, 
our crowd, man. Like I, I compare the Rowdies back then. I, I don't know what they're called now. I'm guessing they're still called the Westworld Rowdies. But yeah. our Rowdies back then, we would compare them like to the Cameron Crazies. Like they were <laughs> legit. Like everybody had a shirt made. They came in there lit. However they got lit, who knows how they did in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but when they came to the game, it was crazy. We had the best home court advantage. When we went to state, I remember just looking up, and it was literally from, like, the top, bottom, like, all students, all in our royal blue shirts, all with, like, nicknames on it, funny sayings on it. I mean, yeah. and, man, we lost that game, man. We was a lot of fans in there, like, crying. You know, yeah. so like, you know, like it was that was like one of the biggest things I remember from from that was just like, you know, yeah. this is real, man. Like Western yeah. Road basketball is real. State tournament is real. And I was like, you know, we'll be back. And I, I think I kind of took that to, you know, to advantage. Like, you know, I didn't realize how hard it was. I didn't realize, like, in some cases, yeah. how lucky you got to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, no injuries, you know, everybody playing out the right way. Um, you know, looking better now when you're young, you don't know that stuff. You just think like, oh yeah, we'll be back there next year. So yeah. Now you said you played at Peoria. Was that Bradley? You play you guys played at Bradley? Yeah, yeah. So it used to okay. be at Bradley, which I mean, okay. I don't know. I've never been when it's been in Champaign or anything like that. So I haven't been to the okay. state tournament. But at Bradley, it's a smaller venue, which okay. was super tight. Uh it was a like smaller venue. Peoria is a great basketball town. Um, but you know, Coach Kirkman, we weren't we weren't out there doing nothing, man. We was just in the hotel, in the hotel room. Walkthrough. Yeah, we was in the walkthroughs. Go to your hotel. He'll feed us back in your hotel room. So it wasn't really like we was out there sightseeing. Like it was a business trip. You know Thanks. what I mean? Like Thanks. we was there to do business, and you know yeah. he he didn't play no games. So. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Uh, so I gotta ask you, Rich, uh, the East West games, man, for you. How was your whole East West experience? You know, anytime I get to talk about somebody that played when, you know, both sides were really good, you know what I mean? It's like tickets were sold out weeks in advance, you know, you know, the yeah. whole town is coming, you know, everybody had, you know, some of you guys would do the haircuts the same, you know, stuff like that. Just talk about yeah. how much the town really enjoyed those moments. Like, you know, I don't even know how to really ask my question, but like just that yeah. whole experience knowing the town is going to be there, like no matter what Friday night East West game, we're gonna be there. Just how was your experience with that? Man, the East West game is nothing like it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a little obviously I'm biased, but I, I believe it's the oldest rivalry in high school basketball for in Illinois. Um, you know, it, it's a packed house. Uh I loved it when it was at West, you know, when it was loud, our band's playing, it's going crazy, standing room only. Um, you better get there early. Yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, at East, I mean, there's no arena like East, you know, that was nice. the first, you know, that's when they put the bleachers down, you know, behind yeah. the basket, you know, they got the side bleachers that go all the way up to the top yeah. and then you got like the balcony and then the, the, the bleachers behind it. And so, yeah. man, the East West games were always lit. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites one, like I said, when I got to play my, against my uncle, my sophomore year when he was a senior. So that was, you know, a legendary one right there. Um, I had a really good game. I think it was my senior year. I think I was lead scorer. I had over like 20 or something like that. And uh, we ended up losing that game because Antoine Walls hit like a crazy floater, buzzer beater. They ended up beating us. You know, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's still online somewhere. Uh, but, uh, you know, so that was one of my big memories. But, man, East West, it was just nothing like it. You know, yeah. uh, I think at that time we only played once. We only played once a year. 
you know, so it yeah. wasn't we were upstate eight. We were DVC, so they were upstate eight. We only played once a year. It was at each each homes. I know afterwards they changed it where they maybe played at NIU and stuff like that. It's just not the same. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? You gotta have it at the crib or Thanks. at their at their place. But it was all it was crazy because we all kicked it. Like I had like Justin Tyner and Sean Collins, uh, Marlon Dickerson, who I always thought was super underrated. And then, um, you know, we had uh, the Taylors, you know, uh, the Toilers five and six, you know, so those are like some of the the guys like who were around my age that we all kicked it or, you know, we'll come to the east side sometimes and maybe they'll come over to the west side, you know, yeah. but when we play that game, it ain't even no looking at them. Yeah, no we friends. Yeah. Nah, we're not fans. And then when y'all, when we beat them, you know, you banging on the bank, you know, banging on the wall, why? So they can hear you in the booth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then it's so crazy because then afterwards, like, it's all love. You know what I mean? And it's Thanks, like, yeah. I right, you know it's for the town, this, that, and the other. I don't think there ever was like no real beef, maybe, but, you know, for the hooping side of it, like, it was always, you know, always love, always respect. But that rivalry is like second to none, man. It's, it's, it didn't matter what the records were. Didn't matter like we're the best team or not, like anybody can get it that day. And, you know, it's so there's so much passion. But the best part is just the the town shows out. Like everybody, like we literally could not find AC. I mean, there's pictures, there's film, there's everything. I, I went, what was it, 03 to 07, couldn't find a seat no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, if you didn't get your tickets a week in advance or you didn't uh get there early, you wouldn't get in and you weren't going. <laughs> no, no, you no. definitely wasn't. You wasn't going in. You wasn't going, and you better come fresh too. You better come Facts. fresh. Facts. That that is more of a fashion show for the Facts. crowd. And then when you're a hooper, you know, if you look good, you play good, like Beyonce. So yeah, you know, you gotta Facts. have you a fresh cut. I had braids back in the day, so you know, I had to get the fresh braids with the lining. You, yeah. have, you know, the 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 shoes gotta be straight. <laughs> you know, because shoot, you out there, you out there, man. And it, yeah. it was it was when uh Aurora basketball could put on a show for the town. And so nice. it, it was I, I miss that rivalry to this day. Like I wish I could yeah. go back and play right now. You know what I mean? Like nice. I don't think I don't know how it is now. I haven't been back here in a little bit, but yeah. you know, if it's not that same atmosphere, you know, it's not the same. You know, it, yeah. that was a ticket you gotta have. You gotta gotta yeah. have, but I know now with the guys streaming and stuff like that, you yeah, know, people yeah. like to watch it from home, so it's yeah. different. It's different. Yeah. Okay. Yo, Ridge, when did when did the recruiting process kind of begin for you? You know, when did schools really started to get on the radar for you? You know, and what were some of the schools that were like reaching out to you? Yeah. So my junior year is when recruiting really picked up for me. Uh, that's okay. when we're like going, like I said, twenty nine and two. Uh, my recruiting, it ranged, man. I had D1 JUCOs all the way to D1s, um, you know, kind of went all over the place there. Um, I was young for my age, so I graduated high school when I was 17. Um, okay. And so, like, a lot of colleges kind of knew that already. And then a, a little uh, a thing that paid played into place for me is, like, I was emancipated and I didn't really have no parental guidance. Um, so that played a part in my recruitment, you know, now that I – I deal with that now with college coaches in my AAU. I definitely understand it now, you know, as, yeah. as where it's kind of coming from. So when I was coming out, like I had like NIU, like Northern Illinois, um, Illinois State was there, Western Illinois, like the state schools, Eastern Illinois, 
I also had like University of South Florida, I have Fordham University out there um, <laughs> on the East Coast. Um, but then I also had some JUCOs too, like Kankakee Community College, uh, I think DMAC, um, Southeastern. Um, and so like it ranged from there. Um, but when it came down to like recruiting wise, like for me, it was all about like, am I gonna play? You know, yeah. am I gonna play? Am I gonna have the opportunity to play? Um, a lot of them were, cause I was so young, my living arrangements, things like that. They really wanted to see like, how was I gonna be on a college campus? You know, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, so a lot of them wanted to redshirt me, um, which, you know, looking back on it now, I probably would have, but you know, if you were there 03 to 07, like you didn't want to go to Juco and you definitely didn't want to go nowhere in redshirt. You know, that yeah. was like two things you didn't want to do. And so, um, you know, my recruiting, like San Ambrose hit me up, you know, I was like, man, it's like two hours from the crib. Like, I was like, man, I can't go too far. Cause I didn't really have like, I knew I wasn't going to be able to fly back home. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I wasn't flying back home. I'm bringing TVs, you know, nobody's driving me out to the East coast of Florida or wherever. So, you know, you come to that realization here. Uh, I came to that realization, you know, my senior, my senior year. And was like, okay, you know, I got to be a little bit practical a little bit too. Um, but probably looking back on it, uh, you know, I probably would have registered at maybe one of the state schools or I would have just went JUCO and went D1 yeah. JUCO and then went from there. But um, the recruitment process was fun. Um, you know, going on business is cool. Uh, it just gets overwhelmed. It got a little overwhelming sometimes too. Um, especially because I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so, I was like, man, I just want to play. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're going to give me a full ride. I got to pay for college. Cool. I want to play. Thanks, and, uh, you know, but I also didn't want to go play at, like, a, you know, a Juco. Like, and, you know, all respect to Coach Heist. I know he tried to get me there, too. Looking back yeah. on that would have been a great situation because I knew he would have took care of me. But I didn't want to yeah. go to LeBron. You know, I yeah. kind of wanted, wanted to get out of Aurora. Um, you know, for a number of different reasons, but I definitely wanted to get out of get out of the town here a little bit and uh, just kind of see what else what's out there with the offer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you make the choice to go to say Ambrose. Uh, how was that whole adjustment? You know, from you know, like say you not too far from from home. You know, uh, you're going to college now. Everything's different. You know, you had to adjust from AAU to high school. You know, the different levels. Now you got to yeah. go to a college level. You know, how did you adjust to, you know, the next level of of this of your career? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so stepping on, uh, it was kind of crazy. My my going into my freshman year of college that summer, I got into a car accident. Um, oh, my cousin was driving a car. You know, he was driving the car. Uh, it spun out, and the I was on the passenger side, and the telephone pole. We ran into a telephone pole. Well, it hit on my side. And so I was knocked out. I was in a, in a coma. They had the helicopter lift me. Um, and I think that was like, what, maybe a month or maybe like a month and a half before I was supposed to go to St. Ambrose. You know, so I was in the hospital for a little bit. I mean, that was probably the worst, the worst headache I've ever had in my life. Uh, kind of when I woke up and the painkillers wore off. Uh, you know, sitting there in the dark, you know, for like two weeks, couldn't do much, things of that nature. Um, but I still ended up going to college. And so um, when I got there, you know, the 
coach Shelton, he's, you know, he's like, and one of the assistants, they were like, man, we didn't even think you were going to come. You know, we think yeah. you were just not going to sit off this year. I was like, hell no, nah, man. I'm trying to get out. I want to yeah. play. So get there. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a great experience for me. You know, that first year I started, you know, so I came in and started. Um, we had a, a, a decent team. Um, you know, my, it, it was very, very that first couple of practices. You know, when you do open gym, and I had to do an open gym with them like that. I was like, oh, this shit's sweet. You know, excuse my language. Yeah. Like, this is sweet. Like, this is sweet right now. You know what I mean? Talk well, your talk, Ridge. You know, yeah, you know, like, this, this is sweet. I'm out here killing. So then we get out there, you know, the season hit. You're like, all right, now, like, okay, that dude wasn't out there. That dude wasn't out there. That dude wasn't out there when I came for like my business and stuff like that. And so, like, all right, now you get to see the real team, you know. And this was a like a, a NIA school, and so, like, man, we get there. It's like thirty-five people, you know, on the on the team. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, like, ain't nobody can play. Like everybody can't play. Yeah. So they got a JV team too. And so I was like, man, there ain't no way I'm gonna play JV. You play JV, you're wasting a year. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I was gonna went to college JUCO. So I was like, I'm. There's no way I'm gonna play JV. So start, you know, start playing, start hooping. Man, a senior set a screen on me and dude, the, my bones rattled. Like, I ain't never been hit with a screen that hard ever. Like, rock solid country farm boy. And he was my center. And I was playing full court D running. They didn't call it out. Boom. I was like, man, my, my skin was over here. My bones was over there. And uh, that was probably like my, all right, cool. Like, I'm in college right now. And so uh, my freshman year, my first game that I ever played, and I start, you know, like I said, started was uh, played, uh, uh, we played Bradley University. And so we played the last game at the old Bradley, uh, uh, the old Bradley Center or whatever they used to call it. But it's the one with the raised floor. Um, we played Bradley our first game. We were doing pretty good. I think we lost it there in the in like the last nine or 10 minutes, it kind of went on a run. That's when they kind of show you like D1 is D1, you know, and that was kind of cool. And like after the game, the, the coach at the time came up to me. He's like, man, I can't believe you're a freshman. You're real good. So I kind of, you know, certified, validated me like, I belong, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the, the following day, we went to Notre Dame University, like the Notre Dame. And uh, we had to play them and we, we played them. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking coming off Bradley, like, all right, doing pretty good. I think that really was when, I, yeah, yeah, that was when Jonathan Peoples was there. I think Kyle McElarney was there. Luke Herringote was there. So they had a whip. And, uh, yeah, man, that was, uh, that was <laughs> <my goodness. laughs> Hey, we Say lost. no more, Reg. I, I think the spread, the spread was like 57 or something. Like we lost by like 64. So we get on the bus. The bus driver's like, man, y'all ain't even covered the spread. You know, so I was cracking up. And, uh, but that, you know, that's what it got real. And we played in front of like, what was it, like, whatever they can fit. Like it was full because uh, the next day was the, uh, the Notre Dame Navy game. And so oh, the kickoff. Okay. The kickoff to that was an exhibition game for us. And so that was pretty cool. I got to play in front of a pack house. I had like some family members come out there. Um, so that was that was straight. And then um the next day we got tickets and we got to go to the Notre Dame Navy game. 
um, that next day. So made it kind of a whole experience. And that was the first time Navy beat Notre Dame and God knows when. So we got to see that too. But yeah, yeah that was kind of like that. my first, yeah, like my first two college games with Bradley and Notre Dame. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, and then my freshman season went out pretty well. Like um, what really helped me was uh, like I had been on like, you know, I was kind of pretty much an adult like at that point. Um, and so what kind of helped me, like I didn't live on campus um, at St. Ambrose. Like I, I lived off campus. And I got to live with uh, three guys that I'm super, super close with now um, that were older than me. Um, they were finishing up their degree or they were working on their graduate degree and they had all played basketball. And so um, the guy, uh, Chris Washington, he was the he's an All-American. He was All-American the year prior. So he kind of kind of showed me how to navigate things. Um, then I had Brandon Smith and Brandon Mays, like they played basketball too. Um, and we lived upstairs all together, us three. And, uh, you know, they kind of showed me the ways, you know, I, I did live the full college experience, if you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, is a great school. So, but, you know, there's ways that you got to move, you know, yeah. especially as an yeah. athlete and things like that. And they definitely showed me the way. So, facts. facts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you transferred, uh, correct? Transfer to Iowa. Yeah. So after my yep. So after my sophomore year, um, I went to Iowa Wesleyan. It's funny how that happened. Uh, I knew I was going to transfer, um, okay. and so, so I was was looking at, not to cut you off, but that was a part yeah. of your plan the whole time. Were you thinking like, okay, maybe two years max, then I'm gonna see what's out there? Like, what was your mindset through all that? So my sophomore year, like it. it, it like before that, so my junior, my freshman year, I had a, we had a coaches meeting like at the end and pretty much like I wasn't used to losing, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't used to not having like intense practices. I was not used to, you know, I think that it was more like the program was oriented on like community service, you know, doing like looking good and things like that, which is cool. Like I'm all, I'm, I'll do that too. And I had to do that at Wesleyan, but like I wanted to win you know, like that. And so like me and coach, like we didn't really see eye to eye on certain things. Okay. Um, got you. Got you. Okay. You know, and so towards the end of the season, um, you know, I got a little incident with, uh, and I know Jamal talked about Dixon here later, earlier in the episode, Dixon was there. Uh, he, that man was pretty much at my house every single day. Uh, Cause I, I then moved off campus my sophomore year, still off campus, but then I moved in with the, some other basketball players that were on the team. Okay. Um, and Dixon was at our house all the time and stuff like that. And so uh, I just um, after like the incident happened, and all that, you know, me and coach like he had a talk and I was just like, you know, well, I'll just kind of go elsewhere. And, um, you know, the recruiting process there, it was kind of weird because like you would get like these restrictive phone calls because you know, like, <laughs> I was still under a letter of intent and they weren't supposed to talk to me. So yeah. like, you get these phone calls like, hey, I got your number from here, or this is that and the other. And, uh, you know, just talking to people. And I had like William Penn, thought I can go to Northern Illinois, like Illinois State. Um, I couldn't go JUCO because um, I already played two years. Um, and so <clears throat> I had a phone call. Coach Mignani called me from my Wesleyan, a new other program. They were in our conference. And, uh, you know, he just told me like, hey, I got scholarship for you. And, uh, you know, kind of go from there. And I went on a visit, um, played with the squad, you know, hooping as well. Um, and, uh, 
you know, it was kind of like, all right, bet we're going to do this. Now, it was a culture shock. I'm not going to lie. When I got there, <laughs> I wasn't in St. Ambrose are two different things. You totally know, different. Yeah. Yeah. Campus is different. Davenport's Quad City, city area. You know, you go, man, you go cross Locust two or three blocks. You in the hood. Okay, yeah, I say yeah, yeah. Mount Pleasant, Iowa. There is no hood. Okay, the hood is like a farm. You know what I mean? So, there ain't no like hood out there. So that was like a different shock. But I also thought it would be good too. You know, kind of get away, uh, fresh start, go to a winning program. And I, I just knew how disciplined uh, Coach Miyani was. Like he played no games, man, no games. Yeah, yeah look at Jamal <laughs> yeah. said we turned up Mount Pleasant. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure, I know Jamal talked about other other episodes. So Jamal was gonna go to Ambrose with me. Okay. I just told him like, "Hey, you know, I'm about to leave," and you know, I was like, "Man, we go to school together," and uh, we went out there on that visit there together. <clears throat> and so uh, he's like, "Yeah, if you're gonna go, I'm going." And yeah. so it was nice, you know. what I'm saying I had you know my boys that I already had at Ambrose, and I wouldn't have knew anyone if I would have went to Mount Pleasant um, yeah. by myself. I wasn't, and so then you know me and Jamal linked up, you know. And, Man, we've been brothers ever since. So we definitely, I see that comment. We definitely did turn on my pleasure. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it, but it, was, it was good, man. Basketball-wise, it was great. Facts. Okay. Uh, so after your, you know, career at Iowa Wesley, uh, were you thinking anything else besides basketball after that? Did we looking like, oh, okay, maybe I want to go pro after this or go overseas? Like, what was your mindset after, you know, after your college uh, career? Yeah. So my first year at St. Ambrose, like we didn't have a really good record. You know, I was a leading scorer, but I mean, we had guys on eligible, we had guys hurt. Um, you know, and me, you know, me and Coach talked about it. Like, you know, the talent's not there. You know, like we we kind of knew that kind of going in. I was thinking about even redshirting. You know, and you know, wait for everybody to get back the following year. So my friend, my junior year there, you know, leading scorer, uh, me and Jamal. Um, Jamar started like halfway through the season um, and, you know, that kind of set me up for like the following year. So the following year uh, we had like, we brought in, you know, we brought in some hoopers, brought in some killers, like brought in a 6A, I got Big Jeff, I had Davis, I had Keenan, he came back. Um, my homeboy Nate Fuqua from you know, Proviso East, he came in, he's a D2 bounce back. Um, okay. He came in, he ended up being All-American. And so uh, my senior year, um, me going from leading scorer to like, hey, we got a whole bunch of talent. Something's got to give, you know, yeah. like something's got to give. And so, uh, you know, I kind of took it upon myself. Like I've always been like a coach on the floor. Um, and so I kind of knew what the team needed. And we had a lot of guys that can get a lot of buckets. <laughs> I knew there was going to be top teams where I can get buckets too. Um, but like I went from the leading scorer to like maybe second or third leading scorer. Uh, but <clears throat> I mean, we we won. I think my first yeah. game out, I think I didn't shoot, but I had like twelve assists and like eight yeah. rebounds the first game out. Yeah. Uh, and my coach, just, my, yeah, my assistant coach was awesome, man, because like he had the trust in me. You know what I mean? Like he was like, "No, Reggie can put Reggie can do this. He can lead the show." You know what I mean? And um my coach my man coach Nichols he's now a head coach at Pacone College so shout out to him uh he he had the belief in me that I, you know I can make that transition and it worked I mean we had the the winningest winningest record in school history I think we were like 24 and 5 24 and 5 24 and 6 we ranked number 10 in the nation um which was like the highest the ranking they've ever had 
we got to go to national tournament. Um, we won our first game, and then we ended up losing to the national champions uh, by like eight. And we should have beat them. I was hurt. I had a high ankle. That was the first time I ever had an injury in my career. I had a high ankle sprain. Uh, my other homeboy had a dislocated finger where like his finger popped out of his like in practice. Like this happened like four, like three or four weeks before we went to nationals. Big Jeff was hurt. Um, our six eight guy. So man, we walked. We went to the national tournament like limping in. And I always think yeah. about it, like if we had, and we have like this Iowa Wesleyan group that we're still a part of. But we always talk about it, like man, if we were at full strength, we would we would have won that thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. For sure. So, uh, so for you, so like, were you thinking? Oh, of yeah. So after okay. I digress, my bad, brother. No, you uh, good, afterwards, bro. Afterwards, man. Uh, so afterwards, uh, I did have the opportunity to kind of play overseas. Um, okay. I went to this. I know I went to this camp out in um, uh, out in Des Moines, where we had like some scouts out there, some European scouts, um, okay. and we had like a whole bunch of guys from everywhere, like D ones, D twos. Uh, which was cool because like, I, I mean I got got the invite to go um, and so we went out there it was at the old AIB college which isn't a college anymore in Des Moines and uh, after getting some looks there funny story about that you know there's a, a dude online his name is Steph Weezy and uh, he's a big online personality oh I know that's tall light skin yeah guy. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. he's actually he was there at the camp and I promise you he is just as funny as he is out there, bro. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, shout out to him. We were at AIB camp together, and uh, that dude was hilarious. He was kicking and whatnot. But uh, I did have an opportunity. I could have went to, like, Luxembourg. I uh, could have went to Taiwan um, to play. The biggest thing back then, like, it was low level, and there was no money. Yeah. I mean, they wanted yeah. me to come out there for, like, $800, $900 a month that you make, and then they maybe pay for your meals and, and your lodging. And so, yeah. like me like you know like i'm like man i ain't got the best support like i'm not going all the way over there um and the money's not not where it's at and plus like for me basketball has always kind of been like a sanctuary i never really liked the business aspect of it um, okay and so that's a little bit of that too but one of my biggest worries about getting over there and like elite your your team just shuts down because i had a couple of homeboys out there that played in like a lower <laughs> league in um uh, germany and then they had yeah. another lower league in like Bulgaria or something like that. And yeah. they didn't get paid. And, you know, yeah. you know their, their team shut down. And it's like, man, I got to come up with this money to go home in a country. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely not what it is today. Like, I would love for it to be where it's at today because I definitely would have took that risk. You know, back yeah. then, like, there was no way. Like, I, I, I could have went back home and made more money. So that was my thought That's process. Facts. <laughs> facts. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the ball stopped bouncing for you, you know, and now you're involved with coaching. You know, was it was it hard for you to really come to grasp with like, all right, man, this is where the ball stops for me, man. I got to find something different to do. Was that hard to adapt to? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I think it didn't it hit me like even though I know I had the trials and things like that. I think it hit me when I was in college okay. uh, after we got back from nationals and maybe like two weeks later. Like you, that was the first time I was ever a regular college student. So like, I didn't have no workouts. I didn't have no study tables, no none of this. And I just kind of saw like the freedom like college students got while you're just sitting in your dorm room. I'm like, oh shit! I mean, that's why y'all can sit here and play Call of Duty for <laughs> seven eight hours a day because you go to class and then you got all this free time. So that that was probably where it kind of hit me the most. Like, you know, man, the balls, you know, it's gonna stop bouncing. 
Um, and the adjustment period was it it, it was it was kind of difficult. I wouldn't say like super difficult, but it was just like dang, like it sucks. Like it yeah. sucks that it's got one play. But like and then right away, like I wasn't involved with basketball right away for like maybe like the first year after basketball. Um, and then I got into coaching right after that. So it was kind of short lived. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was still out here hooping in leagues, you know, still out here. Like I still got it, you know, yeah. out there or morning games. But it's just different because then you're playing against dudes like you never play at a high level. So, like, yeah. this is their championship, you know. And I'm like, I don't want to play like this because y'all going to try to injure me. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll just out here shoot these jumpers. I'm not going in the lane. Unless yeah. you start talking that mess, and then I'm like, yeah. I, I, I like this, that. this for fun for me, bro. I'm not, I'm not worried about a yeah. league championship, man. I'm just doing no. it for the workout, man. Yeah, and that's how it was, you know. It's like get up and down, and like, hey, we play, or you know, play in the league and stuff like that. And it just wasn't the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's like it's a, it was really just like get good, getting your workout in. But I think I enjoy more just going to the gym shooting by myself than go play five on five. That's really not five on five because I want. Yeah, thanks. I was still was chasing a little bit the high level. Let's get after it, basketball. So you know, I try yeah. to go play with some college kids or try to go see what the high school kids are talking about. And yeah. uh, you know, after a while, it's just like man, you'll you'll never get playing at an East West game or playing at a national tournament or playing in a rivalry yeah. game or. You know you'll you won't get that juice back but you, know, you try to so that was a little bit of that and then you know basketball is your identity you know you're a hooper you know what i mean like i was playing it since i was like five yeah. and then you know 18 no excuse me 21 after i graduated it's like hey you're not a basketball player anymore yeah. you know now you're something different and so you know you, you're still walking around with sweatpants all the time or you walk <laughs> around with pants on and you got shorts on half under it yeah, you know, yeah. pop off at any time <laughs> you know? so like you know what I'm saying? but you you realize like you know you gotta you know a little simply like grow out of it you know it's yeah. not it's not that no more like you're not a you're not a hooper no more it's just a hobby yeah. now so that yeah that was that was a little bit of a change for sure was coaching always a part of your plans or was that just something that you that kind of just fell in your lap that you kind of took on? I always thought I always wanted to be part of basketball. And so okay. uh, one of my biggest reasons basketball has given me so much in my life. Um, free education. I've got a lot of friends, family, uh, excuse me, friends and, you know, that I've met through the game of basketball. So I knew when I got done, like I was going to be a part of it. Uh, I think coaching was the best thing. And so right after I got done, like I said, maybe took like a year off, maybe less than that. I ran my own AAU program out here in Iowa. It was called Southeast Iowa Select. And, you know, okay. it was kind of a local team, but we did travel, play in these big tournaments. I had that group from they were in third grade all the way to eighth grade. Um, okay. And then uh, while I was doing that, I was also assistant varsity coach at West Burlington. So shout out to Ryan Shellman. He's the one who gave me my, my start. He was the varsity coach. And then Jeff Housel was the athletic director. So I think I was the assistant there um, about four or five years, assistant coach, or maybe three or four. Can't totally remember um, at West Burlington. And we were able to accomplish some amazing things. I mean, he let me be the head JV coach. So that was kind of, hey, I get to coach high school boys. Um, and it was 2A. There's four classes in Iowa. So there's 2A Iowa basketball. Um, so it's a little different, obviously, than West Aurora or, or what I'm accustomed to. 
um, a lot slower. Let's put it like that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we were able to accomplish some, you know, amazing, some amazing stuff. We won conference like for the first time. Um, we had like a, a great winning record. And so we did, were able to do kind of a, a, a lot of great things there. And he let me be like the head varsity coach. So I kind of like had my own squad um, that I was doing. And so I was there for the assistant coach. And then uh, I became <clears throat> after I left being a correction officer. So I was a correction officer at a maximum security prison for five years okay. um, while I was coaching. Um, after I got done uh, being a correction officer and I moved into the educational realm, at the bigger high school, which is Burlington High School, I became the assistant coach over there. You know, I started okay. working for the district, felt like it was only right that I started coaching for the district instead of coaching for the small school in town. So became the assistant coach over there. Not gonna lie, it was probably one of the toughest seasons I've had to endure. I love my seniors. <laughs> they fought through a lot of stuff, but man, we I think uh, when I joined that program, they were on like a 70, 80, or maybe like even 90 game losing streak. Um, didn't win like for a very long time. And maybe if any, you can fact check me, maybe some wrong, but it was about that. I'm pretty sure it was like 80, 90, like it was bad. Um, that whole, my whole, var that whole, my first year at Burlington as a varsity assistant, uh, we didn't win a game. So that was super tough. Uh, the following year, I got the opportunity um, to be the head coach, which was cool. So it was, I, it was one of my dream, like, dreams or not i wouldn't say like oh i was really really destined to do it but it was one of the things i really really wanted to do um to run my own program um and so i got that opportunity um big shout out to uh zach shea because he was the one he's the athletic director um that made a decision to 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 give me that opportunity which i'm super thankful for to this day um my first year there um you know we got our first win i think we went six and like 13 or seven and 13 or something like that and iowa you only played 20 21 games regular season so it's okay. definitely not illinois where you're playing some of these dudes already play like 30 games already yeah you know, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah so in iowa like you cap it at 21 and then you got playoff and so i think we won six games our first season um, it was kind of a, a huge change around because I started three freshmen. I, I started three sophomores and two freshmen. So I just came here and was like, hey, man, we're just going to take our licks. Um, we started winning towards the end of the year. Um, we were in a very, very tough conference, which is the MAC out here in Iowa. So it's a lot of Quad City schools. Okay. Um, and we were able to do some things there. The next year, um, we did big things. I think we went 13 and six or 13 and seven or 14 and seven, something like that. Okay. Um, Major improvement, you know, definitely had a winning, you know, winning record. First time we had a winning record in a very, very long time. Came up short. We were hoping to get a playoff win, you know, came up short. Um, and then after that year was over, I then went to the Iowa city school district and be, was an administrator there and left high school basketball. Okay. Um, and then that's when I got into uh, coaching with the Iowa Barnstormers right here. Represent yeah, yeah, We're shout out. now this year. So shout out, you know, and it's been great, man. You know, uh, with the Iowa Barnstormers is different, you know, in high school basketball. Um, and there's a lot of politics, you know, there is a lot of uh, whether it's a small school, big school. I mean, you got sports boosters, you got parents. You got, you know, everybody think they can do the job that you're doing, even though you're in the gym with them more than they are. And so yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is a, 
it, it's a uh, it's definitely a change when you coach high school. Um, but with the barnstormer, it's been good because you know I get a group of kids that you know we got two goals: it's to win and to get you a college scholarship. You know that's yeah. it. You know there is no no other you know hitting agendas or hey this kid has to play because I brought brownies on the bus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or hey my my kids a, a a sports booster or my 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 kids. The parents on the school board or you know none there's none of that when when it comes to i know in our program for the barnstormers which is one of the reasons why i joined so shout out to you know a big shout yeah. out to coach jp and, and coach tanner you know they brought me on and uh you know it's been great you know our program's good man i mean we got five nba players you know that we can say right now um and out of iowa that is that's great so i don't know yeah. if there's anybody else that maybe have a couple um and, Who are those you know, uh, five, five players? Yeah, so we got uh, Joe Wieskamp. Um, we got Sam Hauser. Um, <clears throat> we have Keegan Murray, um, Chris Murray, and then we have AJ Green. So okay, Keegan, okay. yeah, so Keegan, Chris, and AJ. Um, you know, they're probably like the more reputable. You know, the, the ones you guys would know right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sam Hauser. is with Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. Sam Hauser. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, Sam, and then um, Joe Wieskamp. I think he's okay. down with Dallas. I'm not sure. I know he's with Toronto, but I think he's with Dallas now. Okay. But yeah, so um, and and those guys were you know there before me, but the the structure, the foundation was there. Um, just this past year, um, not this class that we got coming up, but just this past year, we had um, our 17U group. We had 21 kids, and 19 of them went to go play college basketball. Damn, and so that's, that's what it's all about. It's all from and it's all from JUCO all the way up to D1. You know, yeah. it's not just the D1 kids, man. Like, you know, especially nowadays, like talking to college coaches, things like that. They're looking for like 20 year old freshmen, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's a different route, a different path that it is that it was when I played, you know, going to JUCO for two years to go D1 is the path, you know, going yeah. to prep school for a year is the path, you know, coming yeah. going straight out of high school to go to a division one school is very, very tough. Now it is very, very tough. And so, um, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be college ready right out of high school. And if you're not, nice. you're already behind. So, yeah. And it's going to expose you. If you're not, it's definitely going to expose you. For sure. For and sure. you got to think about it here too, as college coaches, they have like a three year, maybe four years that they got to turn that program around or they don't have a job. Exactly. And so they need guys that can come in and do instant impact you know, where they maybe don't have the time to necessarily develop, you know, a high school kid, you know. Exactly. And so, you know, I look at myself coming in, would I be at a D1 scholarship? Probably, you know, probably not. You know, they, they're like, are you college ready? Are, are you, I know I wasn't big, you know, I had all the skills and stuff like that. So I look at it like that where it's totally different. I mean, it's totally, exactly. totally different. You got to be able to dribble, pass and shoot, be skilled, um, coachable. I mean, a lot of a lot of things we tell our parents too um, is a lot of people don't understand is college coaches also recruit your parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Facts. Like, facts. You know, if, if you're that parent that's yelling, screaming, or you think you're gonna call that college coach all the time, or if you're a helicopter yeah. parent, man, I've talked to coaches <laughs> like, no, we don't want them. You know, or I mean, we, uh, case in point, good example. Last year we had a a, a college coach come over and talk tell me like hey you need to tell one of your players 
you know, I like him. He's a great player, but you need to tell him like, hey, to stop looking over in the crowd at his dad and having his dad coach him in the crowd. And so yeah. college coaches look at everything and, yeah. you know, their their reputation and their job is on the line on who they bring in. And, you know, right That's now they're trying to they're going older. So Facts. that's a great point. That's a great point. Because not only are they trying to recruit you, they recruit your family because they got to take what come with you. You know what I mean? That's so, sure. Yes, sure. they look at social media, man. You blasting stuff on social media, or you know, they look at parents blasting coaches on social media. Like yeah. you know, all those things come into play when they're gonna give you forty thousand dollars a year to go Facts. to college. <laughs> Facts, players. I hope y'all listening, man. I hope y'all y'all taking for the sure. game right here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for you, Reg, knowing knowing what you know now, you know, having your own AAU team, being a coach, knowing what you know now from your career, all the experiences and lessons that you've learned, what are some of the messages that you instill in, in your players and your students? Well, I mean, uh, I have like a unique, so I can see the I can see the world in a different way. Like talk a little bit okay. about my upbringing. But then I also work, like I said, I worked at a maximum security prison for five years. Right. After that, yeah, you've seen I it all. I've seen it all, you know, I've seen it all. Um, and one of the biggest reasons why I made the shift out of uh, being in, you know, in that correctional setting was seeing how kids can end up there. You know, I was seeing 18, 19 year old kids doing life, you know, like off of one bad choice. And so like some of the things that, uh, that I, I could see or kind of like instill with them um, would be like, Hey, one choice can affect your life, you know, for the for the rest of your life. You know, one bad decision can, you know, one 10 second decision, one five second decision can affect your life forever. You know, yeah. say you catch a felony, you know, or say you um, do this or that or whatever. I mean, that affects your lot. Yeah, affects you for your life. And so, one of the things that I really try to instill in my players is like always try to make the best decisions you know you are who you keep around you know hey you know if they're out here doing this and you're with them you know like if you got Just everybody guilty. sitting there yeah if you everybody's sitting there and they're all bank robbers but you sitting there with them and you're not a bank robber what are the people gonna think you're a bank robber you know what yeah, i mean yeah. so Thanks. like and that those things are are to take for granted and just don't take these take opportunities for granted i mean opportunities are slim and you know run with it you know always be kind to everybody because you just never know who's going to help you you know i've had a lot of people help me throughout my my whole life and i've created relationships with them but you know you always got to be that kind caring person because you may never know where you may run into that person or need that person so you know i tell a lot of my i I teach gaming to my players like i I keep it real i'm a a realistic i'm not going to be like oh everything's going to be okay it's like no man it's not you know, like, hey, if you do this, this is what's probably going to happen. Or, mm-hmm. hey, you got to make good choices. You know, grades are important. You know, they scratch kids off nowadays like, oh, that's your grades? Like, boom. You know, mm-hmm. back then it was like, maybe we can get you in and this, that, and the other if your talent is good. If you ain't one of those top 20 kids, top 25, top 50, that's not happening for you. Thanks. You know, so Thanks. you got to come. It's almost like a job interview. You know, you got to come in be positive, be, you know, they add, they talk to your counselors, your teachers, they talk to your family members, you know, they'll talk to your barber, your pastor, you know, you know, college coaches will do their research, you know, to ensure that you're the person that's right for the program. So 
just keep that in mind, you know, when you go in there. Facts, facts. Uh, like Derek said, love what you're doing for the youth bridge. They need us. They definitely yeah. do, man. Shout sure, out to man. y'all. That's really giving back, man. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a passion for sure. For sure, Rich, man. I gotta ask you this, bro. Who were some of your favorite favorite matchups or toughest matchups that you had to face throughout your career? <laughs> uh yeah, it's funny. Uh so one of my one of my good matchups I like to talk to, and uh funny, Justin Tyner went to St. Ambrose after me. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got to Justin. Go, yeah, so we got to battle in high school, and then we also got to battle in college. And so okay. uh that was pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna throw this out there. My senior, year, my senior year at Wesleyan, we were the reason why they couldn't go to nationals because we beat them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll say I got the last one. But uh, so I'll say JT was big. Uh, my homeboy Sean Collins was big. You know, he was a straight up shooter. You know, I always liked those East West battles. That was good. Um, probably in high school, like Glenbard East was another one. Um, they had like Mike Capoche, um, they had Griffin. He was pretty good. Um, so that was kind of a, a, a big, big thing for us. Um, uh, and then just our practices, man. Like, you know, we had like Vonte, we had TJ. Uh, I remember I was in there when I got there in 03, Sarah Soli was there, Pruitt was there. Um, and so you're seeing those guys in practice and then, you know, coach would throw the freshman in there just to kind of see what he can do, get them kind of, and it was, that was love. So. Probably some of my best battles are probably like the East West battles. And then just when you on the court, bro, like we were hooping yeah. at Nancy Hill, we hoop at Smith and the Hunos, you know, yeah. we'll go over to Fonsworth Park. We on Randall, you know what I mean? Like those are probably like my favorite, favorite, because that's where you just out there talking shit. You giving dudes the bucket, you know what I'm saying? It's all love. And you got, you know, the whole hood out there, you know, everybody Thanks. kicking it. And that was yeah. back in the day when people went out there trying to fight or shoot and nothing like that. It was straight hooping. All right, cool. We talking shit, straight hooping. Afterwards, like, all right, man, where we going? Like, what we doing? We on facts. And, and nowadays, man, you can't get a group of people in there for nothing. So it's just facts. yeah. So yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, now, Ridge, man. I'm not, I kind of warned you ahead of time about this question right here. You know, it's always yeah. been the talk. My favorite one. Mm-hmm. I need your top five players from the city. <laughs> yeah that's a good one so uh no, no, i'm gonna make it easy you can give me your five that you play with and just your overall five like favorite from the city okay. let's do that okay that's cool uh i won't include myself and okay because okay. i'm Talk definitely i'm definitely there so i'm just gonna throw that out there but uh so my favorite my favorite five that i play with uh i would say um tj marion uh my homeboy Vonte. Vonte was like an elite athlete, bro. Like sneaky athlete would go jump up and get the ball. Like it was wild. Yeah. Um, so that, that was one of my one of my favorite players. Uh I I liked playing with uh Marquise Stewart. He was my homeboy. He uh he <laughs> we <laughs> Marquise like he irritated me sometimes, but I just loved him because uh he just wanted to be good, but uh, you know, he's just like he's so quick and so fast. And yeah. when I came back and saw him in senior year, he was just a lot more composed. You know, he got kind of thrown in there, but yeah. you know, he's a dog, though. He was a dog. Uh, who else did I? Who else would I say I want to play with from West? Those three stood out there. Um, hmm. 
I'll say my point guard, Johnny Walker. He was my point guard. J-Dub, they used to call him Johnny Walker. I like playing with him. Um, man, he's still everything. Bro. Like He's still everything. Great point guard. He never turned the ball over. So I like playing with him as well. And then probably uh, Aaron Snyder. <laughs> he was my white boy out there. Torch. But probably the goofiest, goofiest dude. <laughs> you ever do so probably like maybe like the best five i ever played with but like my favorite five i like your favorite five okay. yeah okay. so like um and then probably the five, five from the city this one this five from the good. city it's gonna get good yeah my boy my uncle tyrone evans without it okay that's my that's my number one okay. um yami ball was one that i that i thought he was just the true went to go play at d2 rolla a lot of people don't yeah. talk about him, but Yami was the truth. Shout out Yami. Yeah. Uh, TJ, Marion, we talked about him already. Those are the three right there. <sighs> My boy Pruitt, you know what I'm saying? Sean Pruitt. Can't say too much. Like, you just couldn't stop him. Like, Thanks. couldn't stop him at all. Thanks. And then last, last one. Last one. I would say Sarasoli, but you know he ain't from the crib. From the crib, you know. A lot of people say that, you know. Yeah, a lot you of people know. say that. It's hard not to. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not from the crib. From the crib, but I'll say my my boy uh, S dot. I always had love for Sean Collins, so okay. um, just had a shooter. torch, just a straight shooter, bro. Like yeah. I've seen him go, give you seven, eight threes in a row. Um, you know. If he's cold, you know it's a day, but when he's hot, it's over. You know, oh, it's over. So yeah. those are probably like my my five. You know, I'll tell a little sneaky good people. Like a lot of people don't talk about like Marlon. Marlon Dickerson was really good, man. Like a lot of people don't give him that much love. Um, but he was nice. Uh Johnny Walker was another one. I talked about him. I like playing with him. He was pretty nice. Tyler Thompson was nice. He came in after me. He was nice. Um uh, trying to think. I know Terry Jeffries was out there, he was nice. Barney yeah. or Eugene. Eugene yeah. is decent. Fuji, remember playing yeah. with Fuji all the time. It's a lot so like, of man, hoopers, man. So, yeah, so many hoopers. I know there was like Bo Wright, Will Brown, like all those guys were younger than me. They came after, but yeah. like those are the dudes that when we go to the gym, like I was hooping with them. You know, yeah. that's part of that's part of where I'm from. But yeah, man, okay. I like Marcus Krokov. I throw him out there. He's just a great point guard too. Krokov as well. Um, yeah, Corbin Spearman. He was part of there. Donardo, I talked about him earlier. So yeah, man, we there were some great players that came out of Aurora for sure. A lot of people that went to college and did their thing. A lot of people don't know, um, but they had a game. though. Aurora was in a real good place back in the day for sure. Facts, facts. Bridge in your prime, if you could play anybody one on one in your prime, who would that matchup be? Who would be that matchup that you want? Like anybody in the world? Anybody, bro. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, I've never thought about that. I would say, I'd probably say, like, I idolized Reggie Miller a lot back in the day. So I would definitely say Reggie Miller for sure. Um, That's probably a super weird answer. It'd be either Reggie Miller or Steve Nash, honestly. I had a Steve Nash autograph, like, poster. I mean, framed up and everything. Yeah, you was ready. I was was that dude. I was that dude. Okay, (laughs) but, but, but. If you could list the three albums for the rest of your life, what three albums would they be and why? Uh, first one would probably be, um, so like I said, I, 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 I like the South. So the first one would be, uh, the, the unbreakables by three, six mafia. Uh, 
that's that's the reason why I love the South. Um, everybody know when everybody was not liking three six up here. You I was, was. Three, six all day. <laughs> like, I'm three six all day long. So that would be one. Uh, the other one, I'd probably say, can I do a mixtape or is just so, yeah, mixtape. anything you want, anything you want. Right, yeah, I'll yeah. go to No Ceilings. I'm a Lil Wayne. He's a goat to me. So okay, no Ridge. Yeah, I can't. Can't do without no ceilings. I still listen to that to this day. To this day, um, bro. To this day, like it's just come on, man. Like it's timeless, bro. It really is timeless. You hear that lighter flick, Reg? It's over with. It's over. It's <laughs> over. It's just over, man. It's over. Uh, and then the last one, I'm gonna do another mixtape because I was a big fan of his too. I'm gonna do Wiz Khalifa, Kush Cushion Orange Juice. Oh, um, Reg. Okay. That's, that's what I was on. That's what I was yeah. listening to. That yeah. was it. Like, oh yeah, that's 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 my jam right there. I, I, Wiz is my boy. Yeah. Cabin sure. Fever. It's between that and Cabin Fever. I went with okay. Cushion OJ too. So. Bet bet yeah. bet. If you could have five dinner guests, dead or alive, anybody, who would be your five dinner guests that you would have at your table? Um, hmm. I would say. You know, I don't, I want to give like I'll, I'll give you like some real like who I want. You know, like some okay. people be like oh, Obama and shit like that. Like, <laughs> that's cool, but you know, I think he's just the president. It is. A, <laughs> he's cool. Like I want to have I want to have like a good time. Like somebody I'm gonna laugh with. So I'm gonna definitely okay. take like Dave Chappelle. I love Chappelle, so I want I want him there. So that's one. I want. Uh, I want uh, Snoop. I want Snoop there. I want to gain some gain some knowledge, and um, he is the 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 master of, that I feel of reinventing yourself. You know what Facts. I mean? So Facts. I would love to pick his brain on you know how he was kind of able to navigate himself from a gangster rapper to kicking it with Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as his owner, everything, death row, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so them two. Um, let's see. I would have. Um, I would have my um, I would have my aunt Nikki there. Um, she lives out in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I really look up to her a lot. Um, she's uh, uh, doing her thing, so I definitely want to have her there. And plus, I know she loves Chappelle yeah. uh, for sure. Um, give me, I'll take Jay Z. Um, no, not Jay Z. I would. I'd rather have Drake than Jay Z. I probably relate more a little bit to Drake <laughs> than Jay Z. So give me Drake. I'm just curious, kind of pick his brain, see what he's about, and then probably like the last one, probably be um, uh, Charles Barkley. That's yeah. an interesting one. Okay. Uh, I think uh, he's definitely misconstrued. He's very, very smart. He's hilarious. Like people forget his entertainment. Facts. But uh like he keeps it real about a lot of stuff and I think he'll be funny too. So Facts. I always wanted to like pick his brain a little bit. You know, he's kind of a little one who's kind of reinvent not reinventing himself, like he's always been who he was and it worked yeah. for him. Facts. So I was just like, hey, how how could you manage that? You know, how did you not have to put the mask on, you yeah. know, to be successful? So Facts. and being an under uh undersized forward at that time, dominating like that, like Dude, he, he could rebound the ball, everything. You know, yeah. I talked to him about how he was out of shape and how kind of how he got into shape, you know, and kind of like life afterwards, you know, and stuff like that. But I think all of the people I would just kind of get interested in conversations. So 
Okay. Prince was an honorable mention. He's one of my favorite artists, if not my favorite. Okay. But Prince would be a Prince would be up there too. Okay, bet, bet, bet. Yeah. Reg, if I told you I could get you courtside tickets to any NBA game in NBA history, what game would you want to be at and why? Mm. You know, for me as a Pacers fan, I would want to be there for two games. I'm going to cheat. Is the New York <laughs> Knicks game when he when Reggie Miller killed, killed the Knicks and was talking so bad to Spike Lee. Yeah, I, blood. I want to sit next to Spike to see what he how he was feeling uh, over there. Like, wanna, yeah, 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 I want to do that. And then the second one would probably be a playoff game where uh, Reggie Miller pushed off Jordan and got that three off. Yeah, uh, I yeah, that was coming. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah, figured that, that was coming. Of course, man. Of course. So I'd like to see that. Honorable mention: Kobe, eighty-one. I'm a Kobe fan. Uh, okay. Rest in peace, being, but yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see the 81. Yeah. Okay, but uh, last two questions for you, Reg. Mm-hmm. Reg, I need your top five NBA players of all time. Ooh, your fives. Top five all time. Okay, all time. Jordan. Okay, Jordan, Kobe. You know, okay, all right, we gotta take the three out. Jordan, Kobe. <laughs> so you gotta um, take the three. You out. already know. Yeah, you already know them three. So those would be my three. Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, give me Shaq, and then give me Steph. I'll take Steph, hey, man. Okay. Change the game, man. Like Six-three guard, best shooter we ever seen in our lives. So uh, he'll go down. I still think he'll get one more ring. I know it's not looking great there, but, I mean, they're not healthy. They'll get there. Maybe not this year, but, I mean, they just won one, like, less than two years ago. So I Facts. think they'll be all right. Facts, facts. And, you know, now basketball is such a positionless basketball. You literally get those five guards out there and maintain. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's not like where it used to be there. Like, hey, you're only going in for rebounding or, hey, you're just a defender. That's what I tell my yeah. boys all the time, man. If you can't dribble, pass, and shoot, it's ugly for you out here. <laughs> got to keep it real with them. Yeah, yeah. got to keep it real. And you got to um, play deep. <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, my last one for you, Reg, is if you could recommend somebody to have on my platform that can come on here that you may feel – deserve flowers or maybe overlook that's a big part of you know aurora basketball um who would you recommend i have on the show um i think you know i got the pleasure uh i picked two i got two I, it, I got the, not to cut you off they don't have to be from aurora you know i'm just saying like if you but they yeah. can be anybody that you would recommend that you just want to hear a story that may help yeah. the people yeah i think i had the pleasure of playing for uh kirkman I think if you ever got Coach Kirkman on here, I think that would be legendary. Like, he may be old school, but man, he got so much wisdom. I can't I swear. I use all these sayings and stuff all the time, bro. I can't get out of my head. And then the second one would be Coach Battle. Uh, okay. I think yeah. a lot of people just forget, like, this man was at NIU. Then he went to Illinois, part of, like, one of the best Illinois teams. He then went to the league. He was in the dunk contest. You know what I mean? So there's like a lot of things where, especially the younger generation, like you don't know um, that, you know, there's legends walking around you that have been there, done that and kind of show you the way a little bit. And, you know, I'm, I, I should have took more advantage of that when I was in high school. So I think those, those two, and they're kind of, they're still touchable, you know, they're still out in the world, you know what I mean? So 
Yeah. Well, because I can tell it, but you know, they coming. They both coming. You know, they okay. both coming on the pod. So yeah. trying to keep that in the stash, but let people okay. know I like, boom, but no, you good. No, you good. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, well, definitely let's working go. on Kirkman and Battle, man. That's that's definitely one that I think so many people are just want to hear from, just knowing like how long they've been around the game of basketball. Um, me and Cuz went to went to lunch one time. We were just looking up history, you know, and like Coach Kirkman was an assistant coach for many years for good teams, then becoming the coach. It's like and then battle, you just said well, battle, like. Man, why would why wouldn't you want to get them on the platform to tell their story? They just affected so many people in a positive way. You gotta get them on the pod, man. Without a doubt, man. Coach Kirkman was probably, you know, other than Coach Kirkman was one of the most influential coaches I've ever had. Um my my coach at Iowa Wesleyan, Alan Mignani, you know, who I still have a great relationship to this day. He was a great coach too, and he reminded me a lot of Coach Kirkman. But yeah. Coach Kirkman. And he was disciplined, hard-nosed, but, man, he cared about you. Like, he would do whatever he had to. And there were times that he had to keep it real with you. Like, he knew he was out here doing dumb. He'll call you out on it, but he won't do it in front of everybody. He made it with love. Yeah, and do it. get get your shit straight or, you know, or else. And uh, Come sit right here next to me on this little cushion chair right here. Yeah. (laughs) That man don't give me so many rides to, you know, practices and call it and make sure I'm good throughout my high school career. Opening the gym up for me when he yeah. knew I just wanted to be in the gym because maybe I didn't have no place to go at that time. Yeah. You know, I got all the most respect for him. He's affected so many people, and he still does to this day. I mean, you know, look at Wes now. Wes has a former Kirkman player. He is passing on that lineage, you know what yeah. I mean? So shout out to Coach Fowler over there. Facts, facts. Reg, man, I just want to say thank you, you know, for taking time out of your day, you know, to come on my platform. Uh, for me, you know, and, and cuz uh, we want to give you your flowers for what you just contributed to the game of not just Aurora basketball, but just basketball, at, you know, itself. So I want to give you your flowers, say we appreciate you, man, and we thank you for all the memories that you gave, you know, us. I'm a little young, but I'm speaking for the people. But, uh, you know, you know, I just want to say we appreciate you, man, and you deserve your flowers, bro. Man, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, uh, man, for, you know, anybody listening or anything like that. Thank you guys because, um, you know, you made the high school basketball and Aurora basketball experience like what it was. It was all about community, all about people coming together, you know, uh, whether it was East, West or whatever, you know, it was still Aurora. And uh, nice. I felt like we have so many other individuals that represented the city well, and I'm glad to be a part of that and one of them. Um, and I'm just I'm looking forward to you. Hoping that you know that lineage continue with all you know more Aurora Hoopers coming out, going to college, and going back. So, facts, facts. Look at my mom said I've been knowing him since he before he was born. <laughs> yeah, those Gale days, man. <laughs> I know. Hey, I, it was it Mount Olive and, and Gales and Progressive uh, Baptist yeah. Church, man. I've been there, all of them. So uh, yeah. I know if you're part of church family, you probably babysat me, watch me. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe even spank my butt a couple of times. Uh, for anybody out there, um, yeah. thank, you, thank you. I had a lot of, lot of loving women in my life for that sure. were older that definitely took care of me, let me sleep on their couch, fed me, um, let me sneak in their window, and that wasn't really sneaking, and they knew I was there. 
Yeah. Um, like my homeboy Mike's mom. I think I've done that plenty of times until she just said, boy, you staying here. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to all them people. But Aurora is all about community, man. And it's bigger for than sure. basketball. But basketball is definitely a tool for sure. Look at my aunt. Now my aunt tapped in and when I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But Reg, man, thank you again, Brody. Like I said, I wish you all the best, success to you with everything that you have going on. And uh, man, we'll stay in touch, Brody, for sure. So I appreciate you again, bro. Yeah, check us out, Stormers. We on that, we on that Puma circuit, man. Yes, sir. Man. You'll see us putting kids in college. Come mess with me. Yes, sir. Tap in with bro. All right, Reg, Brody, I'll talk to you. Peace out, man.